I do. And I don't. Oui, and bonjour. Welcome to the I do and I do show. We are in the marriage of the podcast. Featuring me, Jael Van Friet. Un, uno. What? What and accent and is this? I just said and one. So I, I'm speaking French. Uh, Un, you sound like you're swallowing your tongue. Oui. Is the way that you speak the French. Okay. Uh, Francophone. Well, well, I'm I'm cat. Skinner. <laughs> he just spit in my face. I'm cat skinner. No. We. We? Now I have COVID. Thanks I must a lot. drink some more alcohol. No, you didn't actually spit in my uh, face. Um, but this accent is making me want to gag. Um, why? Why do you have to do a funny voice at the start of every show now? And actually, you've consistently done a funny voice at the start of every show that makes me a little bit crazy. What? I mean, uh, okay. Okay. Quoi? 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 It's because I keep it interesting. Is this what happens in your dating life, too? You show up as a different guy? Ouais. Ouais. We went from maybe Parisian French to maybe Quebecois French? Well, this is what I keep... No, that's all of a sudden almost German. This is what. This is what I keep on hearing. Okay, now you are for sure spitting at me. Um... Okay, so this is I do and I don't, and we have for you today a marriage, relationship, and sex advice podcast. Uh, Joel and I are two people who probably don't have a ton of business giving out marriage, sex, or relationship advice. Um, I mean, if we were going to try to qualify either of us, I might have more of a leg up here because I am a minister and I do specialize in bringing couples together in marriage. Parlez-vous français. Uh, I'm also a relationship coach, so... Bonjour. I I know some things. Uh, But Joel, Joel is uh, a comedian, (laughs) if you couldn't tell. Uh, He's also a very accomplished musician. Oui, 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 oui. Uh, Le bris uh, camembert. But he's had a string of broken hearts. Mm. Oh, my little darling. It is love at first sight, is it not? No. I think I feel uh, he's Pepe Le Pew now. I feel like we have to address the elephant in the room, though, because. Elephant ear in the room. I moved my elephant ear upstairs from downstairs. And that's not a euphemism. Joel Joel is also a plant guy. Yeah. But what's the elephant in the room? Well, if we're quantifying you as like unqualified to give mm. out relationship advice because right. you've had a string of failed relationships. Oh, well, it was more marriage. I'm not You've never been married. Advice. Yeah. Well, I was married for like a spit in the wind. Mm. And a I spit mean, in the face. It was a little bit in some ways, but um, I, I was in a relationship for 10 years where we raised children. So I guess that kind of yeah, is like a Yeah, and that a was marriage. a double whammy. You were married to two, you were basically <laughs> common law with two people. Two so. people at the same time. What? Um, yeah, so... I still don't know that that qualifies me to be better at giving advice than you. Well, that's the... I've been in the the shit a bit more, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the premise. That's what we're trying to say, just to make it seem like we have such different perspectives. We do often have very different perspectives. Yeah, and I think that's just based on our uh, values. I think, yeah, 100%. I was going to say Joel was raised in a very different way than I was. Right. I was raised properly. You were raised... By wolves. By wolves. (laughs) Oh, look, we are agreeing. Good. <laughs> You've got them on your arm. Yep. I mean, that's just uh, indicative of the problem. But so... <laughs> or the solution. <laughs> or the solution, either way. Mm-hmm. But uh, the universe is watching over both of us as we give this marriage advice. Um, no, but uh, is that the elephant in the room? Or I guess it was. Why? Is there a different one that you'd like know. to address? I just, I don't see that as an elephant. Okay. Um, what do you see as the elephant in the room? I don't see an. I don't see any elephant. Do in any of our room. listeners feel there's an elephant in the room? Yeah, send us a message to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Tell us what you think the elephant is. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, uh, that email address that Joel just gave out is handy because all of the marriage and sex and re- relationship advice mm-hmm. we give out is from actual listeners whose that's true anonymity we protect. That's true. We haven't mentioned that for a few episodes. You'll always be anonymous, even though I beg Kat, who is this girl that wants sweet, sweet lovemaking um, instead of being held down, but probably would in a bit want to be held down again and banged. 
please, please tell me, no, Joel, go away. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. So there's different, those are our dialogues. Um, But yeah. Uh, So what do we have uh, today? Question number one. Mm. (laughs) What's the ideal amount of time to reset after a breakup before dating again? In this case, the relationship was just over a year long. Are there certain things I should be clear on before I start meeting new people? Well, it feels like this is one of those questions that uh, is kind of an each to each their own thing. But I wonder if that's true. I wonder if there is something uh, that we can say with more substance to the idea that there needs to be a break. I mean, I feel like the obvious thing is to go, when you feel ready, babe. Yeah, I, I think that's a bit ambiguous, though, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I think, well, one good thing would be to have at least some sort of resolution in your own mind about the relationship that has ended. So if you're still puzzling over, why did he do this? Or why didn't she say that? Or why did he make those choices? Or, you know, like those kinds of things, you're not ready yet to move on. What happens if somebody um, starts a new relationship and they're not entirely healed from the last one? Yeah, what happens if they, they still have those insecurities? Or or not insecurities, I should say, but those unresolved sort of thoughts and things? Like, um, this is a... a, a way of asking the question is, is can't the next relationship help heal from the past or is that uh, damaging? Is a new relationship going to fail due to not taking enough time? It's definitely possible because here's the thing, like the issues that you come up against in a relationship that doesn't work out are often very deeply tied to your own personal work that you need to do. Uh, so if you don't have resolution with exactly what happened, if you can't clearly like understand the story and you're still stuck in that story, a good friend of mine said, you know, you're ready when you're not part of the story anymore. Um, and that was my friend Craig Cardiff. But you, if you're still in the narrative of like what happened and why did this happen and why did they say this and why didn't they say that, you can't fully be present in the next thing. And nor do you have the perspective to look at what happened and say, okay, I understand that this is what I contributed to this dynamic. And this is a pattern that I've had in other relationships. And maybe I need to do some work here so that I'm not repeating this pattern anymore. Um, You know, like you might be a person who sticks around too long because they're like unable to really see their own worth, you know, and that's a dangerous place to be in relationship because people will walk all over you in that case. And if you bring that into the next relationship, you're going to be up against the same situation. The idea, I think, with each ended relationship is to learn from it and apply that knowledge to, first of all, your own growth. And then secondly, anytime you come together again with other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, so that is the reason why we want to take the time. Ultimately. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know. Even though sometimes I guess there can be new wonderful relationships born out of, you know, the rebound as you used to say in high school. Well, and then rebound, like, I mean, rebound is relative to how much time you were in the first relationship too, I think, right? Oh, that's interesting math. Well, I don't even know that it's math, but like if you were with someone for 10 years, I feel like you're going to need a bit of a more, a more of a moment to get over a relationship of that length, you know? You can start rebounding at five months. Why? Why is I'm just saying, like arbitrary. <laughs> these number? are these are the math. Uh, it's just like uh, you have to. It takes you as long to quit smoking as how long? How you long smoked. you smoked? I don't think it works like that. I think it's okay. back to this idea of what you need to unpack, right, and what mm-hmm. you need to understand. Uh, and it's really important that you learn to be accountable for your part in things going wrong. So we can't give like an actual time thing, but we can kind of speak to this idea of the emotional state yeah. you should be in yeah. when you re-examine, uh, like when you when you go to start a new relationship. Yeah, because there is nothing worse than dating someone and they keep harping on and on about their ex, mm-hmm. you know? Like that mm-hmm. to me is a red flag. If you're in a relationship with someone, you're dating someone, they just keep talking about their last relationship, like you should know to just walk away at that yeah. point unless you just want to have like a casual sex thing and move on. Right, because at that point it's like, well, you're still in a sense – and and this goes back to what Craig said, you're still in that relationship. Yeah, you're in the story. You're so. still a character in that tale. It's not like 
you know, I guess if you're still lying in bed thinking about things and having conversations with that other person in your head, mm-hmm. you know, don't start another relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Absolutely. Um, and, but, and that can take all sorts of different time for different people. So, um, there's also the like longing for the other person still, yeah. if you've had your heart broken or you're, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to end a relationship when you still love someone, but yeah. you just recognize that they can't give you what you need. You need to get to a place where you're not still longing for the other person, I think too. And I don't know how much time that takes. I think it's in each individual. What happens if you're, if you, you know, we all know the story of the one that got away. Right. So what is that world where you go, I know I'm never going to be with this person. I mm-hmm. know that they're not, they weren't necessarily even good for me or whatever, but I still wish that that had worked out. Right. I wish that we could be together. It still is in my mind of, there's a, there's a, it's a tragedy. It's a tragic story. Mm-hmm. Can, can you, like, what if you're never, ever going to get past that? You're always going to see that that way going, well... I wish that had worked. You know, I failed this way or or they failed me that way or something like that. Is like if you never get over that, then no more relationships. <laughs> well, I mean, like really, how, it, if you're stuck in that place, how do you how do you be present fully for someone else? But can't you go, well, you you're you're you realize intellectually and mm-hmm. in a, and you're not emotionally attached like fully in any way but every time you see that person you get a little you just have that if if they come to mind you go oh Mm -hmm. man i wish i had gone a different way i wish they were a slightly different person or i wish i think that's okay i think that's pretty normal that's yeah because you're not sitting there like pining for them. no exactly you're not gonna gonna, like like, put your relationship aside if they show up on your doorstep and pledge their undying love for you no it's that thing's you know it's over you know it's done you know it's not ever gonna work yeah i think that's okay too Okay. And what about this? Like, I'm sure it's a common thing. Um, The idea that, you know, in the, for the time being, I'm not ready for a relationship, but maybe I'll just hook up with someone, maybe even have a sex friend or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, how do you navigate that where you avoid those feelings that, I mean, I feel like it's the whole sex friend thing. And I know that you're an anomaly, but it, it for women it's more common that they'll feel connected like emotionally a lot quicker. How am I an anomaly there? <laughs> I feel like you can do a sex friend thing. I'm terrible at the up. sex friend. Okay, uh, then you're not an anomaly. Yeah, no, I'm terrible at the sex friend. I'm awful at casual sex. I get super attached to people. Okay, that makes more sense. But I feel like I remember you saying that. No, no, no. I think I told you I wish I could have casual sex. Oh. It would be like a lot easier for me because okay. I miss under I miss uh. Un- understood something but um <clears throat> like i think if i'm gonna have a sex friend i have to consciously choose someone so so absurd that it would make no sense to be in a relationship mm-hmm. with them and that's the best way to do it but um uh but as somebody that does get attached like is that even a feasible option for someone like you that would kind of yeah have a very difficult time keeping those things separate especially after a relationship like don't you think like do you think that that would be a bad thing to like for someone like me yeah to, to, start, m- yeah, to no, muddy it, the water when you're trying to heal no I think that's a bad idea for someone like me for sure I think it's better just to just spend time with friends and my family until I feel like ready to enter into the pool again and now that's not to say that like I'm not going to have I mean, if I imagine my own life dating again, like I'm obviously going to have sex with people before I decide to be in a relationship with them. So there will be some element of more casual sex, right? right, right? right. But because uh, I think I need to learn to take things a little bit slower and really kind of get a better sense of who people are before I commit my heart to yes. them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's the thing. And this is it. This is about, you know, you see your patterns, you start to understand what you do. Like, you have to be more careful sometimes. Do so, you think that, because um, we've talked about, um, you know, kissing on the first date and then probably banging on the second date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think that there is merit to taking more time with those steps? 
I mean, I don't know. I know that feels I, really contrived to me, I too. I know it does, but it's like the idea, because if you want to, you should just do it. I feel like that, yeah, absolutely. And if the, if if I'm doing that with a person who's just like, oh, well, I had sex with them, I don't need to call them again, then they're clearly not that person, right? Like, Right, but, um, and I guess that wouldn't, that's not, there's no harm because you haven't gotten uh, massively attached to them either. Yeah. But, you know, I guess what I'm thinking is if you jump into that part so quickly and and sex equates an emotional connection Mm. for you, then you are going to be connected. Get all in way quicker. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I've done done some big work, Joel, in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been exploring this idea of the energetic feminine and the energetic masculine and how to stay more in the feminine, which kind of eliminates all of the, I'm going to go out and get it that I used to pursue relationships with. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how things unfold this time around. What's the, the energetic ma- masculine, the, the, the guy that goes to get it? Yeah, yeah. And if you stay in your feminine as a woman, it's supposed to bring to you things that are going to work out in a lot better dynamic because it's calling the, the men who are interested to be more authentically in their masculine. Yeah, but is that... So that would mean that you want somebody that is more in their masculine. Mm-hmm. But but you have to work to stay in your feminine lane? Um, well, I think it's dynamic, right? So we always shift. Men shift into the feminine sometimes. Women shift into the masculine. And, um, you know, people who are non-binary also explore those dynamics as mm-hmm. well. Like sometimes I'll be laying in bed and, and I don't want to paint too vivid a picture, but I'll be laying in bed nude, mm-hmm. as we all do. And I'll just sort of cross my legs and my penis will disappear. <laughs> well, that's a quite literal interpretation. And I feel isn't like it? I've I've sort of gone into the feminine. <laughs> I I really want us to bring on a special guest to explore this exact topic. Actually, not your disappearing oh, yeah. penis, but okay. <laughs> the idea of the masculine. And it's feminine. not small. <laughs> oh, nobody. That's said. not why it disappears, guys. <laughs> nobody said so that. So embarrassed. Um, why are men so defensive about that? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So I think for me in particular, it'd be really interesting to see what dating. Who, who looks do like. you want to bring on? My friend Jenny. Oh, uh, Jenny. Jenny. Well, fam- are we gonna have to do yoga Jenny. first? No, we don't have to do yoga. <laughs> but she's the one that has this theory of the. Uh, it's not her theory. It's like. A very old theory. Okay, but she's well-versed in it. She's very well-versed in it. And it's it's traditional gender roles by the sounds of it. It's more to do with energy than it is gender roles necessarily. uh, traditional gender energy by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, interesting. Um, Okay, did we answer that question? What's happening? Yeah, I think we did. We talked about <laughs> we talked about how people need to make sure they're not part of the narrative of the previous That's relationship right. and that yeah. they've explored any patterns that they may once have. Once you're out of that, once you feel that freedom. Mm-hmm. Once you've reconciled where you need to work you on know, yourself. Now, you, you tell me if this metaphor works. Okay. Do you like pointing? I love when people point. <laughs> you at tell me. See, look, I'm in my feminine and you're oh getting more goodness, aggressive. You fucking love that. Yikes, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, yes, Joel, point at me more. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you, you tell me. So, um, you know when you have a cold mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, my throat's killing me. Mm-hmm. You know, you go through the whole cold, but you have that lingering sore throat you, you're eating these lozenges and it's just lasting like a week, two weeks or whatever. Then all of a sudden, like a few days, there's a few days past where you're like, oh, you suddenly realize, oh, my throat thing's gone. You didn't even realize when it disappeared. Right. And then it's just like, it's, it's gone. Yeah. Do you feel like getting over a relationship mirrors that in any way? Like I feel like sometimes... And you were always talking about the work and stuff like that, but I feel like sometimes it's it's also just a matter of time. Oh, yeah. Time is essential for sure. So like your first month you can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, uh, you think of them and you're like stifling. Te- you can't watch a commercial for heaven's sakes. You know what I mean? You're just like too, you're emotionally charged. And then month two, you know, you're 
I mean, the whole time you're probably flirting with other people, but you're, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, you're a little bit more engaged maybe with other people or whatever. You're, you're like exploring the outside world of uh, dating or whatever. But all of a sudden, like month three rolls around and, or four or whatever. And you're just like, oh, I don't feel the pang anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't feel those, those uneasy feelings. I don't go to bed and, you know, lose a, a bit of sleep because I'm too busy running things over in my mind and and just like frustratingly rehashing things and trying to tell myself okay think about something else you know think about the garbage you have to take out in the morning or something like just think of anything else um is that so that you 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 recognize that yeah time is totally essential but I think if people break up relationships and they don't have some reflection on yeah. what happened, that's a bad plan. They're not winning. They're not winning, no. They're gonna and of course the time is what's required to like arrive at understanding and hopefully some more evolution on your own part. Yeah, like I always take the time just to go like, why was it her fault? And I just like write <laughs> down... Oh, yeah, I did nothing wrong. Oh, right, yeah, I did nothing wrong, of course. And just write down all the ways they failed uh-huh. me. And they, oh, yeah, and how's I was that, right. how's that working out for you? Well, still happy. I'm single in my giant house. (laughs) Let's move on to the next question. What question are we on? Only two? Number two. Holy crap. Deep dive. This question is maybe one of my favorite questions we've ever received because it strikes so personally for me. Hmm. (laughs) Dear I do and I don't show, I love crystals. You already debunked that. You debunked the crystal. The universe has been guiding me to. No, just let me read it. Joel, let me read it. Okay. Cat, I am both a Madonna and a whore. No, fine. Whoa. I was going to say, I'm not listening to this. I guess it's not uh, addressed to me. I am both a Madonna and a whore. And I'm tired of having to justify either aspect. What can a sexual woman do to leave both sides open for exploration? Do men feel pressure to hide aspects of their own sexuality too? How can partners help each other to not punish each other for their sexuality? So I wonder what this, uh, what this person means. Do you understand the Madonna whore complex? Well, I understand what a whore is. <laughs> and I don't think she means an actual whore. No. Um, but the Madonna is, is this like the, uh, like the, the pure woman mm-hmm. so that that's, um, the, the, the virginal. Well, not even not necessarily virginal but. virginal, but I think like for a long time, there's this paradigm where a woman can be nurturing and loving and caring and sweet and kind. And a woman can be sexual and passionate and open to receiving and, really unapologetic in her sexual experience. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of men who have a very hard time understanding that those two realities can live in the same women. I've heard these um, comments. um, It's like, it's like, and it's been in like shows and and whatnot where it's almost, they, 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 I don't even know, maybe stand up, but I've seen it in media uh, where, like a man will be kind of like, no, I wouldn't debase my wife like that, you know? Yeah. So the wife is like the one that we do missionary and that's it. And then I'll just go and bang all these other chicks and like do whatever I want to them. Yeah. Um, because the ne'er shall the two meet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there's a song that's, popular on tiktok i'm becoming tiktok famous and there's a song that is trending which the lyrics are freak like me you want a good girl who does bad things to you and i feel like that is something that people want Uh, is it becoming a thing it's certainly something that i've always wanted (laughs) well i think that's true i think there are men who are comfortable enough in their own masculinity that they can see and appreciate that true feminine nature is both of those things but how like and i think that that's like there may be a limit i wonder what kind of flack this woman's getting because 
um, what like I get like who doesn't want somebody that's like the Madonna, like sweet, lovely, and then just like kind of up for anything in the bedroom sort of thing. But then I feel like maybe sometimes the sexuality, yeah, maybe it, she's more sexually charged than the partner. Like she's more, it's not even that wants sex more, but it's just like, hey, uh, you know, because a lot of girls will draw the line at like a threesome, mm-hmm. right? And so they, they, they're not interested in boy-girl threesomes, girl-girl threesomes, you know, but maybe this girl's like, let's do girl, girl, let's do boy, girl. And the guy's like, well, I don't want to do boy, girl. <laughs> well, you know a lot of guys are. I don't, I don't really know where she's feeling her own limitations in this paradigm, but I can speak to my own experience okay. with it because I've had this happen on more than one occasion where um, I have a partner who's super comfortable when I'm cooking and taking care of the home and being really sweet and loving and attentive. Uh, but then when it comes to me really enjoying having sex a lot, it's like they don't know what to do with it. Or I've had um, people who I enter into a relationship with and the sex is really passionate and frequent and experimental and fun and uninhibited. And then as we get closer and closer in relationship, it starts to shift into something else that's a lot more like vanilla and you know, they're feeling differently about me, so the sex is morphing into something else. I don't know if you know this, uh, but somebody very recently um, who is a fan of the podcast mentioned this to me, and that is that uh, men men's testosterone lowers as they get fall in love, basically, when they become more committed in a relationship. So... That is what that is that's happening. I mean, in a way that they almost seem to resent me, though. I don't know why they're resenting you, Kat. (laughs) It's more like the thought of, like, okay, I thought you were describing they're they're full-on sexually, like, really into this, like, hardcore, fun, crazy, we're doing all sorts of great things. No, 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 it's not about, like, the physical ability to, you know, perform or even, like... But I was talking about, like, afterwards, it's like, let's have softer sex let's mm-hmm. have more no like, I, I i think i've said like in the both. past i like all the flavors of the sex so what is it that they're so they they're they're just treating me differently great fun sex and then it changes to not so much sex i don't like you not so much sex what's wrong with you that you want it all the time or so they're not even that but like do the relationship does the relationship morph in the other ways where it's like you're not even like having a good time chilling and like chatting and hanging no, out. No, the chilling and stuff is still fine. So it's just the sex thing. They're just not as yeah, or a, like into it. Or in dating scenarios, for example, um, I'm pretty clear that I'm a sexual person. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I, it's not something I hide, mm-hmm. right? And if you do like enough digging, I mean, you, but just so everyone, you're topless right now. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Mom, it's okay. You're, you're topless um, playing with your nipples this whole time. And I, I've just gotten used <laughs> to it. This workplace environment. <laughs> um, no, but I think, you know, it's not mysterious to people that I'm comfortable in my sexuality. Right. And then I think that I've definitely come up against people who won't even consider me as a relationship potential because they're just like, oh, she's not the relationship kind, you know, mm. like, or they'll just assume that. Um, but I think there's a, that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's a level of, you 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 have to match someone's level of se- oh, sexual openness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and we all have it. Probably uh, part of it's uh, experiential, and part of it's definitely going to be the values we were raised with. Yep. So if someone is open to, it, it's just like you know, I, I mean, what was I think it was a Seinfeld episode where where you know. Seinfeld is like, I'm not, we're not, I'm not an orgy person or not a swinger person. Something along those lines. That's just not, I can't go past that line. I'm not that type of person. Those are a type of person. 
and that's fine. I think you know, I think to put your uh, your sexual cards on the table with a partner, a prospective partner, yeah. and talk about what your, where yeah. your boundaries lie is totally great. And I don't think that that's what this question is talking about. This question is in relation to a very real thing that happens that I have experienced, and I know many women who have, where they are expected to behave in this virtuous and sweet way in relationship. And if they step outside of that to express anything else, there's something that is um, off-putting to the partners that they've found. I'm trying to get my head around. I know you don't understand it because I think that you're a different kind but of if man. It, but I, I want to, because I may be, I may be, I may under, I may get it, but I just want to know what, what, like how far is the whore going? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to answer. Like, that. let's just hypothesize. And they don't even have to be a whore. It's just like it's this idea. Is Surely- it the idea of just a woman who wants to have sex and loves having yeah. sex? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. I know you think it's crazy, but it's a real thing. And I bet you, ladies, if you can support me in this and write in just to tell Joel that this struggle is real, like I think you've maybe experienced it too, where guys will be like, "Oh, you know, she's a slut. You're not gonna. You don't want to." You don't want to get involved with that. Like you, I think there's a difference between somebody that enjoys sex and somebody that enjoys sex with multiple random partners, which is what you would think of as a slut. Well, I don't label people. No, no, I know, but you, you but, but I think that that's right, what the 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 general. Uh, who cares if she does? You know what I mean. That's like just, there are tons I, of guys who feel that way too. Who's to say she's not going to be a great partner for somebody? Yeah, but that's what that would be. She has to find that person that is also a slut, male slut. So you have really, truly never heard of the Madonna horror complex? I, I, you know, the thing is that um, absolutely I, I can imagine it being a real thing. Not only that, I can see women imagining themselves uh, as being the Madonna full stop. Yeah. Where they won't allow themselves to... Like, absolutely. Sex is, su- is so taboo that you kind of like, they'll accept the creativity and the uh, the different experiences and, and all that type of thing, but they're certainly not going to initiate it. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be like, because that that's somehow wrong or that's crossing a line or something like that. So, you know, the man is always the one. And then you can be in those relationships where like maybe even both people would like to do a little bit of butt play. But the guy is scared because the girl has always it, been apprehensive and the girl hiding. won't do it because she doesn't want to be the whore. It's a, it is a big problem. Mm-hmm. But I have been, I guess, fortunate to know people who are just super fun, super open, and uh, just wonderful people in those ways. So then I guess the idea is to really only enter into relationships with people who you feel are a sexual match. You have to take that time to, like if you're, like as a guy from my perspective, if you're like talking to somebody even at the beginning and they can't handle a joke, like a sex-related joke, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're very like, ap- con- like constantly like this with the whole thing. Yeah. Eh, there's like that's not the right person but then at the same time like for me maybe if someone's like hey how's it going oh yeah i just got back from a sex club where i had a threesome with some lesbians in front of a group of 20 people like that might be a bit much for me right you know what i mean so there's a scale there and i know where i fit in it and i'm not judging that other thing but it's like that's that's a world that I I'm not I'm not a swinger pair person. Yeah, I'm not a swinger person. Okay, well, what about now? It's my turn to spit on you. I'm sorry. What about the situation where, uh, like, a, a potential partner has had a pretty adventurous sexual past, mm-hmm. but it's not something that they necessarily need to stay in, and they've kind of like explored. Yeah, so that it's, and, I mean, that's almost the you know, like you can, I guess we could almost liken it to. Um, like somebody that used to be a meat eater, but now will be vegan with you type of thing. Right. Um, You know, I would have, well, I don't know if I would have insecurities about it uh, actually, because I, it depends on the person. Yeah. But theoretically, 
you would constantly be wondering if the vegan wants to eat meat again. <laughs> Are they just really thinking about hamburgers? A <laughs> yeah. So there's that sort of thought in the back of your mind, I, I would assume. Um, but, you know, I wonder, in last episode, we were talking about character versus com- compatibility and things like that. Like, I wonder if that those um, appetites are indicative of a person's uh, um, who they are. And I wonder if that speaks to compatibility in some way. But as we know from uh, romantic comedies, you don't always have to completely match the other person. Mm-hmm. They can open you up to these new experiences and things that you'll go, wow, I was so uptight before, but now I'm having a great time. Right. And life is so much sweeter with this wonderful person. So do you think that there are men who feel some pressure to hide aspects of their sexuality as well? It, Yeah. Like you, you, that you never have, you never need to hide that with the bros. And that's why we have locker talk. Really? <laughs> that's where the, I like, okay. that's part of it, I think. And okay. I'm not, I'm not excusing it or saying it's a good thing. No, for but sure. But with guys, you can be like, oh yeah, I bent this girl or the fucked her in the ass. You know, you can say those things. Do, do you say those things? Do I don't say friend? those things. Okay. I, I don't, I have one guy friend. Do you think we have that conversation? <laughs> like best guess. No. No. No, you do not. Um, <clears throat> But I have more than one guy friend, if any of my other guy <laughs> friends are listening. But, um, but then, uh, you know, if you're with a particular person uh, that is kind of uptight in that area, but you're crazy about, they're, they're great in every other way. And, and especially, like, traditionally you'd go, oh my goodness, she'd make a great mom. Like that's often where probably some people's head is at, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, she'd make a great wife. She'd make all these things. But she's such a wholesome, good person, you know. Um, and then you go, well, I can't tell her that I actually want to have her toss my salad. Right. Because she'll be disgusted by me and she'll be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, what? That's mm-hmm. weird. You know, you're weird, you know? So you go, okay, so sex as a conversation is not open. That's a, that's eggshells. So we know where we can go. We can go missionary because that's the normal thing, right? <laughs> we know that we can probably edge of the bed. That's probably fine, <laughs> you know? But again, like I've had experiences in my life where I will be going to move somebody and they will say, what are you doing? Mm. Which is the worst thing to hear. Yeah. And it's just because it's just like, well, that's not, oh, what do you want? What are we, what's going on now? What do you want to do now? Like, what's it, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you? Yeah, there's like a tone of judgment. Okay. An apprehension. Nothing, I guess. I'm leaving. Like, I'm laying down. (laughs) You're, you tell me what I'm doing. Like, so that is the world we live in. So you have to find that compatibility on that level. And it really shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be, but but I guess it can be. And so then the next part of the question is how can partners help each other not to punish each other for their sexuality? Yeah. And that's part of the, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think if you're in a relationship with someone, the ideal is for them to be able to say, I'd like to toss, I'd like you to toss my salad and not have them freak out. And they Mm -hmm. can say, okay, well, let me think about it. As long as they can say, okay, but you got to scrub your butthole yeah. because right now it, uh, it's a little and, rough. Uh, like I think, <laughs> I think the idea is to be able to have a dialogue about it where like at least the, the question can be put out there or the idea can be put out there without judgment and then the other partner agrees to ruminate on it and decide how they feel and of course they can say no if they're not into sure. it but I think no should be said in a way that doesn't create shame, you know, like... I want my partner to want me to toss their salad before they're going to go to some random and have it happen anyway, you know? But I will, uh, and, and we should clarify that statement with don't do things because you're worried the person will go to someone else. Because that is, yeah. I know that that is something people say and that is a real worry. Yep, for but sure. But that's also on the partner, not on you. Absolutely, So yeah. it's like we got to, like, don't, don't allow, don't have someone holding you hostage. <laughs> With the Sexually. idea, yeah, yeah, that you can go. Um, yeah, that's a really good point for sure. But um, 
that the, the, the whole the whole the headline of this thing is and that's sort of when like how i've approached meeting people and like kind of a, a criteria sort of thing and i thought is the idea of openness mm-hmm. if they're not open to like if if in themselves they don't have an open relationship with sex where they can even think openly with themselves yeah they're masturbating they're exploring they they got a toy yeah you know they're open to it yeah then it's not going to it could be okay but it it there's a, a lot of pitfalls that can happen because you just don't have that open communication and they're just their mind isn't open. Yeah, I think it's a really strong red flag when you ask a partner or a new partner like what they like and they they don't have an answer for they you. They don't know. Yeah. So I, I like what you like. That's like Do whatever you want. Kiss of death right yeah. there. Yeah. Openness. So so how do you help your partner? You have to like be open and and I mean, what what's the thrust of this question pun intended? They mm-hmm. um I think it's just about how do you it's just how general. can you create permissiveness within a partnership for because she's to, a Madonna and a whore yeah but so there's no actual like specific relationship happening there it's more of a general question yeah like how how can a woman have space within relationship to explore both sides and I feel like that's the you have to find someone that is open to communicate and maybe they maybe they are closed to some aspects yeah. of the whore. They go, mm, maybe, yeah, that's like too maybe far some of it's me. too that's far too beyond rich. their comfort zone. I think yeah. there's a real problem too in women continuing to own the paradigm, like just fucking meld them into one. Yeah. That's how I have chosen to live the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with this Madonna whore thing because I was raised Catholic. And then I was like, no, I, I'm rejecting that. I'm going to be the Gnostic version of the Magdalene where I'm going to be both those things. I just love the, I just love <laughs> the, 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 um, the Im- the kind of the image um so i like when somebody looks innocent mm-hmm. and sweet and yeah. love i say lovely but it's not like the whore can't be lovely but you know what i mean just like oh i'm just a you know girl next door type of thing yeah. but then is very open yeah you know and they present well yeah just doing whatever they want to do and you guys are open in, in communication that's ideal for me. Like I really enjoy that. I don't. I can't. I don't know why anyone wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know why there there would be an issue with this. Well, I don't know either, Joel. But I think that's well, it's traditional values. One of the ways you and I are aligned. So that's <laughs> nice, isn't it? One of the rare, rare ways. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It is probably does boil down to. Um, Traditional traditional values, values for and, sure. But uh, within a partnership, there has to be an agreement to meet each other without judgment when it comes to sexuality and just be willing to discuss things without shaming your partner. It's just crazy because I feel like the like the traditional values are are to be um, uh, chaste, right? Mm-hmm. To not go fuck anyone, right? You know, and I and I think that. Guys generally still kind of like that in a lot of ways, right? They like the girl that's just like, mm, I don't want to sleep with just anyone, but I do want to sleep with you. And then they're like, I'm the king of the world, you know? Right. There's an ego boost to that. And uh, and I think girls like that too, but they're not allowed to have that the same way because of culture. Because guys... Like girls like the idea that they're the one special woman that someone's decided... Absolutely. Oh, I don't. You don't? No, I'm like, please learn things in the world and bring them home to me. Yeah. When you decide to roost here... That's, There's an, that's an anomaly. I am an anomaly. Yeah. We all know this. Because I think a lot of girls are, are sitting there going, I know he's going to bang everyone, but I just wish I was special. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> in to that, me, it's on that like, level. let's go out and learn about sexuality and our sexuality, and then yeah. let's find a really good safe space in which we can like create home and be sex monkey freaks. That's also because sex isn't the end all and be all of a relationship right. for you, which right. is interesting to be so horny. Yeah. <laughs> to want sex so badly all the time and then also be like, yes, but it's not the relationship. Well, I think, you know, like I want sexual energy all the time and I've mm-hmm. learned very effectively how to create that for myself. So it doesn't always require someone else to be there. 
I can just enjoy that energy whenever I want to. So yeah, now I want more. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like an important sex life is essential. Important. Well, wait, no. An, uh, an energetic sex life is important. That's what I meant. Well, you remember the great line that I, I'm sure I didn't come up with, but I feel like I did. <laughs> I, I feel like I came up with it in a, independently, but I know that in other people have, s- have said it, which is that um, sex can't make the relationship, but it can break the relationship. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway. So uh, hopefully we answered that question to the best of our ability, but I think it's an age-old dilemma, so. You gotta. Good luck, people. You gotta Become an anomaly. Date only anomalies. But what I was gonna, yeah, the thing that I was going down with the whole, you know, traditionally we, we look at someone that sleeps around a lot and we go, oh, I don't like that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that shouldn't translate, if that is your view, that shouldn't translate to when you guys are together and it's just you doing whatever you want to do and, you know, going crazy with reverse cowgirl, you know, like. <laughs> so crazy. So wild. It is actually really crazy on my knees, but it's, that's a whole like other it's, matter. You get, it's hard. I think it's hard to get the right <laughs> angle. Um but you you can't like those aren't the same thing, right? You know what I mean. So let the Madonna be the whore with you. Mm-hmm. You know, if or you, open up your mind to understand that without the sexual energy inherent in all women, we would have no human race. Yeah, so. idiot. Yeah, I shamed him. Well, we don't need to shame them, but let's just yeah. wake ourselves up, shall yeah. we? Question number three. Mm-hmm. This has been a good deep dive in this one. I like this conversation. Okay. My partner and I have started using intentional conversation, the Imago method, to discuss issues of potential conflict and vulnerability. This isn't really a question for you guys. I just wanted to share this with your listeners because it's been really effective for us when it comes to finding empathy for each other and feeling heard by the other person. Are some of these sponsored? (laughs) No. What's this embargo? What's it called? It's not embargo. It's the imago. Imago. Method. So you know what it is. Of course I do. So this is a cat teaches us. We imago. Have a segment. Imago therapy. Imago therapy is a type of therapy that was developed by a, a psychotherapist or psychologist called Harville Hendricks. Um, and basically, one person requests a dialogue. So if they have an issue that they want to talk about, that they're feeling nervous, that might turn into a fight or a point of contention, they request an intentional dialogue. And then the person who's requested the conversation basically is the one who gets to speak the most. Mm. And the other person, all they are charged with is listening. But not only are they listening, they're also going to feedback what they hear. And then they're going to try to articulate it in a way that the other person understands they feel empathy for them. So uh, they are the receiver in this case, and the sender is the person who's asked for the conversation. And then if you need to, you can switch roles, but typically you just create space for one person. And then maybe a day later, the other person comes with something else. So it's very careful and it's very intentional. Um, And yeah, do you want to just try it out? Mm. I'm going to throw you in the hot seat. So So, uh, so uh, this is going to be a real thing. Yeah, think of something you want to talk to me about where you're feeling I kind don't, of upset. I won't be able to find, think of that. Why not? I'm not upset with you. But just make something up. So, okay, so yeah. we're doing a yeah, fictional. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a fictional yeah. one. Of course okay. you're not upset with me. I'm utterly delightful. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, Kat. <laughs> um, okay, so we're. Uh, this is fictional. So, And I'm the one that's coming to you. Why don't you come to me? Because you don't know how to feedback properly. I haven't taught you Imago conversation so yet. I, but I, uh, so you're upset. You're requesting an intentional dialogue. I intrinsically dialogue. know how to... to no, you just have to I'm tell the one me that how talks you feel. More. You just have to tell me how how you feel. Okay. Okay. Um, so think of like one complaint, one issue that's come up that you want to talk about. One issue that's come up that I have to think about. Uh, that's completely fictional. Is this so? Are we? Do we have a fictional relationship? Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. I, this is a role. We have to role play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we are, but we are together. We're married. Okay. And we own a, um, laundromat together. Okay. All right. (laughs) And, um, okay. So now I will, uh, come to you with my complaint. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kat, 
Um, I want to embark on a Imogo, what's it called? <laughs> you could just ask for an intentional conversation. I'd like to have an intentional conversation with you. Okay. okay. Um, I'm actually available to have that with you right now. Does this feel safe? Yes. I have uh, looked around. There are no knives. <laughs> um, so basically, when someone requests a conversation, uh, the other person has the opportunity to say, uh, I, it's not a good time right now. Mm. But they have to suggest another time within 24 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So specific. Yeah. It's like, it's like asking to enter a, a rental unit. Um, kind of. Well, it's no, the same. You have 24 hours notice or whatever. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I have found that when I've gone to cle- um, clear out the lint traps from the dryers and get the coins that we have far less coins um, than we usually do. And some of them, some of the uh, machines are actually completely empty. And I'm just wondering if you've been going and getting some of the money and stashing it away somewhere, or like, is there something going on where you are, I don't want to say the word stealing from the business, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you may have, like, is there a surprise maybe? I don't want to ruin a surprise, but like, have you been taking money out of the machines? Okay, so you've noticed that when you go to clean the lint traps and collect the coins... This that, is reiterating it to me. That's right. You've you've noticed that some of the money seems to be short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you some are, of the machines are completely empty. And some of them are completely empty. Yeah. And you are wondering if maybe I have been taking the money. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Is there more? Oh, interesting question. <laughs> No, that's it. I'm just curious where that money's going. I'm pretty sure there should be money there. Okay. Okay. And you're concerned because you feel like if I'm taking money that I am kind of betraying your trust and it doesn't feel good to be entered in a business relationship and the partnership with me thinking that I might be like skimming some off the top of our business. You know what? There is a. I have gone down that road. I do want to entertain the idea that it, there's a good reason mm-hmm. and a positive reason. So mm-hmm. I'm not jumping to that conclusion. Okay. But I am curious t- to know what's happening. But just so you know, like it, it is almost impossible in all of our bit time having these machines and whatnot for there to be empty machines, mm-hmm. like 100% empty. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm coming to you with this. Okay. I don't think it's just bad, poor business times. Sure. Okay. So I can imagine that if you have any question in your mind about whether or not you can trust me, that would be really kind of unpleasant and scary. And You're imagining that. Maybe, For me. Maybe a little hurtful. Yeah, I can understand why you would be worried about okay, that. So you're validating my emotions. Yeah, I understand that that would be a really unpleasant thing to even have to entertain a little bit. So I'm mm-hmm. grateful that you're giving me the benefit of the doubt. Right. Would you like me to explain what happened? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you were right. <gasps> um, I have you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What happens if it goes awry? Well, then you've lost. <laughs> you <the> thieving <laughs> bitch! <laughs> so that's actually not the ideal outcome. Of okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So back. So I okay. So that's you. Good. So you were correct. I, I, correct. I have been taking some of the money, pilfering, pilfering some of the money. <laughs> but I have also been investing it in a vacation fund because I know your fortieth birthday's coming up. How dare you? And I really wanted to take you to Cozumel. <laughs> what a fiction. 40. Crazy, cat. <laughs> <laughs> I love this fictional role play. <laughs> 40 crazy. No, because I said that I'm not going to date younger guys anymore, so I have to. you have to be at least 40. Well, that's insane. <laughs> Most people know from seeing me that I'm barely in my 30s. <laughs> But, um, so that's interesting. So Yeah, you... so the person who requests the conversation is not wrong. They're never wrong. But and... let's go back to, the, so so I was right that that you were, it was a good mm-hmm. reason. And it, you were going to surprise me with a vacation. With a vacation for Cozumel. your birthday. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in, in an intentional. Do I get to have more? No, the conversation's over. What? Well, that's hopefully. Not done. <laughs> Okay, well, what else you do we need to You were pilfering money from, from our the business. thing, and it was for a good reason. But my concern is that, you know, 
some of that money, like I would like to know where that money is going because we may need to allocate it for the mortgage or maybe there's other things, you know, that's our money. And I get that that's a bit of a surprise, but you know, it makes me nervous because I'm like, oh no, are we not going to be have enough money for the things we need this month? I think. So you feel like rather than take this on on my own and not check in with you, I should have spoken to you about it first because I think so. it's our money and mm-hmm. it might have been required for something else. Yeah. Have I got it? Yeah. Is there more? No. Okay. <laughs> That's good. We're reiterating the process. Okay. So if you, if I'm taking money that belongs to both of us mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of deciding haphazardly what to do with it and there yeah. might be an emergency or something like that, yeah. it, it might make you feel really frustrated. Yeah. And again, like we're not a team or a partnership. There's and, part of that, but it just makes me financially insecure. And yeah, I can touch on some financial insecurity. I can totally understand why you would feel that way. Mm. Are you sorry? Do you have to apologize for doing that? For secretly saving up for your birthday present? Well, for pilfering money, yeah. for stealing money from the business. <laughs> for money laundering our laundry business? Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, I Joel, guess we don't need to hash out the, the Joel, details I'm, of I, this fiction. I am really sorry that I made you feel that so way. So you do apologize. I do apologize. Thing. I'm sorry. I really, I, I hope you can see that I had the best of intentions. Absolutely. And, and that and I meant no disrespect. And that I absolutely think we're a team. I forgive. I did speak to our financial planner and they did set a budget for me for the trip. And oh, wow. They looked at our financials okay. and made sure that nothing would be compromised but you're right I should have talked to you about it first because I know how much you hate surprises in two I'm kidding that was passive aggressive <laughs> don't say that <laughs> in two in, like in, in like a week's time are you going to present me with a conversation and be like I'm wondering why you couldn't just trust me and you think I'm so stupid. <laughs> no, no, my, my conversation would be like, Joel, listen, um, I really appreciate how financially savvy you are because God knows when I came into this relationship, I sure wasn't. But I feel like maybe you're holding on to things a little too tight and we're not living as much as we could. Mm. That would be my counter mm. to that probably in a couple of days. But then I would week. go like, well, that's fine. We can do the vacation thing. You can do that. I just needed to be aware of it. Aww. Wow, we're like, such a good fake couple. As, <laughs> I think we really rocked that. Yeah, I, well, it's because I was pretending I was almost 40. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's how it goes. So that's how it goes. Well, that mm-hmm. sounds like a nice... So, so if people can hold back from screaming, you bitch, you bitch. Yeah. And I think if you get to a point where you're starting to feel a lot of emotion come up, then you ask for a pause. Mm-hmm. You take a little break, go for a walk, only come back to the table when you are again prepared to listen. It's interesting because it it they're like if that was being done um just without the system, like without the acro is it an acronym? Imago? Uh no, it's not. Okay. Without the Imago thing, I feel like it would make some it make me angry because I'd be like, this person is being so fake. <laughs> They're like, yes, please go on. Tell me how you're feeling. So you're saying that. It's like, why are you doing this? You know? Yeah, no, you but have be- to kind of be savvy to the language yeah, and understand it that has it's a process. The thing and you're, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, I hate it, but I also think it is valuable. At the I same have time. absolutely used this in the past to great success because it's really easy sometimes for me to become defensive. Right. Uh, I feel like those, those, I mean, they're very simple. Yeah. things like the idea of just like re- rehashing what the other person yeah. said so they know that you heard them I mean that's just basic yeah and then of course like the very basic rules of fighting fairly come into play so you're not going to start name calling or oh. swearing at each other or raising your voices well, let me bring up this other thing that's you know yeah bringing in other things face. yes exactly yeah. you just kind of stay focused on the issue at hand and mm-hmm. if there's other things to talk about at another time you request another intentional conversation in a couple of days like okay. honestly there's so much to weed through sometimes you just got to take it one step at a time folks start conversing intentionally it's, boy does it ever work it's beautiful even if your wife is stealing from your business. <laughs> uh, should we have a curveball in this one? Or it's we... up to you. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you ready for your curveball? Well, I don't know. Is the listener ready? Because it's Cat's Curveball. Oh, you want to know. You want to know it all. It's Cat's Curveball. 
Hey, Joel, what is your type? Mm. Well, we kind of already answered this in a previous episode, didn't we? Like my perfect... No, I answered what it. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> in a previous episode. You did not. Uh, funny. And eh, not even that funny. <laughs> Someone that appreciates jokes. Someone that appreciates jokes but doesn't like, and doesn't like go ah, at a joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Doesn't cry because of a joke. Um. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Um, that's it. Butts and jokes. Do you need someone who has a great ass and a good sense of humor? Basically, actually. That's not that's not even that wrong. I feel like you probably are going to require a little bit more than that. Like what? Because we'd have a laundromat by now if that were the case. <laughs> um, a good girl who does bad things to me. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but I'm a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> keep go- keep going, Joel. Um, some but probably someone who's uh quite famous on Instagram, like an Instagram model, or just a. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important criteria. Just a uh, in- just like a um influencer, probably mm-hmm. somebody that I don't know. Even if they do. Not camping gear, because then I'd have to camp, but, like, something, anything, really. Mm -hmm. Fishing tackle, whatever. But but a girl that does that influences on that. Um, Nice teeth. Mm -hmm. Very important to me. Um, And I have nice teeth. You do have very nice teeth. So it's like, why would I, could you imagine me with someone that didn't have nice teeth? I'm not talking about, like, like, just, like, a nice smile, nice teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I feel like a certain level of independence, but actually I'm not even that bothered by that necessarily. Um, and the only other thing is completely hairless. So, um, so uh, a completely hairless... Not face-wise, uh, neck up. Fine. Right, right. <laughs> a totally hairless woman who is... Um, appreciative of humor. Wait, are you doing the Imogen Heap thing with me right now? Or Im- the Imago therapy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm not going to feed it back. Everyone heard that. So there you have it, folks. If any of you have more than what, what quantifies an influencer, how many Instagram followers oh, you need to have? Um, Upwards of 10,000, yeah, right? Probably. Okay. I, I'd like to be, you have to be verified with as well. 25,000. So if you have over 25,000 followers yeah. on Instagram and you have a verified account. Yeah. And I want them to have like their pictures to all have like that white, um, that very white, bright look. Mm-hmm. You know those, those, those ones? Yep. Preferably interior design and plant based. Okay, yeah, that's important. But definitely not plant based as far as eating no, wise you have goes. To eat meat. Gotta be a meat eater. Okay. Um, and uh, open to um, living in a small, quaint village rather than an annoying city. Right. Yeah. Does that Good. make sense? Yeah, it's perfectly <laughs> sensible. Thanks, Joel, for that. Good. <laughs> Um, someone that's aware of roofing would be helpful just in case, you know, things roofing, like building a roof, not just roof, like, yeah, not just like roofing, but like just handy, like someone that knows how to fix things around the house <laughs> and that kind of thing would be helpful too. Okay. Just if we're picking. Any. Maybe she could be an influencer for like home renovation. Perfect. Situation. Yeah. An interior design. That'd be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Cool. Someone that knows how to cook really well and enjoys it. Like, I'll help, but, like, I do not... You don't like it. Can't get my head around it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so that's basically it. Well, that's our episode for today. Maybe somebody that, uh, you know, also likes to use bidets, like his bidet. Like, I, I do want to be with somebody that also appreciates the bidet. As much as it seems to not matter, like, let her use toilet paper, it's like, yeah, but I have the bidet. I can't imagine someone not wanting to use your bidet if so they were better. here. Yeah. yeah. And able so, to. Yep, basically that. Someone that's good with money, that's all. Someone's good <laughs> with money? <laughs> yep. Okay. Good. Great. 
you know, someone that enjoys traveling, but not too much. You know what I mean? Just uh-huh. like that perfect amount where it's like you're not going to break the bank necessarily, but you still go see some places, but probably yeah. not cities. Like we have to go to another city. And you're not going to go anywhere where you need shots, basically. No. Well, but as places where picturesque, like I want to take a lot of pictures. She likes to like either take pictures too or just hang out while I'm taking pictures or whatever, or be in the pictures while she's an Instagram model. So that ties in there. That's it. All right. Just really simple. It's you know. very concise. Yeah. Just very, <laughs> there's just a few points. That's all. Someone that can sing probably just so we can harmonize with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to like sing professionally or anything like that or be like amazing, but just like will sing. Right. And then we will sing together and just like have a nice time. That's all. And appreciates my music, of course. Of course. That'd be nice. That's it. Just those things. Is there anything else? Yeah, don't force me <laughs> to meet your family. Like, I don't want to be forced to, like, eventually, maybe, but, like, lighten up. Like, do we have to meet them right away? Like, calm down. What's a reasonable amount of time? Three or four years. <laughs> Something like that. Um, that's it. Okay, great. Yeah, just someone that m- might be open to... A threesome, but only under very specific circumstances, which I think I've discussed previously. Yeah, you have. So that's it. That's all. Just very simple, lovely relationship. Someone that enjoys laying around, watching TV sometimes, watching movies, mostly comedy, does not like horror movies. That's it. Very simple. Just that basic person. You know what I mean? (laughs) Boobs don't matter to me at all. No. Big, small, whatever. Okay. Um, I love them all. They're all wonderful. Um, that's it. Just those things. Okay. You know, hair up, hair down. Like somebody that like. <laughs> Are you ever gonna stop? Looks this list? good. Looks good. Like, you know, not done up at all. Like uh-huh. just completely like all natural. But then also like does a wonderful. Like not overdoes the makeup. Just like but knows how to do that makeup where it's just like oh my goodness you look good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then also like, oh, you look so great just getting up in the morning, just flawless. Because they're just a very cute person, you know. They don't need the beauty filter on on TikTok type of thing. But TikTok famous as well, of course. TikTok famous and Instagram famous. Well, they, they kind of can go hand in hand. So, yep, that's it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks, Joel. No problem. Uh, well, this has been another incredibly in-depth episode. Of she, lo- she loves being naked. I do and I way. don't. She enjoys nudity, like just being nude all the time. Uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to send to Joel no, and I. people is like, oh, I got to put my clothes on right you after. You can send it's those like, to you. naked for a while. I do and I don't show at gmail.com or you can. Not big on pets. Send me a direct message Not someone that's on obsessed Instagram with pets, you know what I mean? Or Facebook. Uh, and I will always make sure you're anonymous. And uh, tune in again next Monday. Yeah, if we'll she plays guitar, that'd be fun. I, it's our not next a episode. deal breaker, I suppose. But Oh, and really good hygiene. And remember, always tie your shoelaces. You don't want a stinker. <laughs>